With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Undergroundvideonetwork.com presents the We Talk Too Much podcast. This is where the fun begins. Comic books, superheroes, sci-fi, gaming, and everything nerdy. That's it. This is just too weird. Now, here's your host of the We Talk Too Much podcast, Mike and Richard. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Underground Video Network, We Talk Too Much. I am Michael Boroff, and this is Hi, Richard. John. <laughs> Rich, good to talk to you again. Hey. Look at us, man. We got two episodes in within the first two months. We are we are far above the average of what we hammered out last year. <laughs> <laughs> last year was just last year. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um uh, but no, what's what's been going on with you, bud? Um, just wrapping up basketball season. Uh the high school part's about done. I think there's only about two weeks left and then the playoffs. And then I think we'll be done quick. So, you know, it should be fun. I got some really cool photos there again this week. Remember how I had that one I showed you like last week of the dude, guy that, going up for the ball? Well, dude, this is coming this is coming from me, Richard. That was a dope ass photo. Well, I got two guys like midair falling. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Just, just imagine them going like, you know, went up for the basket and just like both of them's in midair. With no legs on ground or anything, it was crazy shot. <laughs> Other than that, it's been getting things wrapped up. <laughs> Speaking of wrap up, it's been a busy week for me. I've had some um, unexpected vacation time. Everything is fine. Work, you know, it it, it it was a long story. Basically, it didn't affect my department, but it affected my shift. So the reason why I have the vacation time was because of those people over there, but because I'm on second shift. So everything was cool, but I was I was proud of myself, Richard. I got so much. I'm going to live up to the name today, Richard. I got so much to tell you. I got so much done this week. Um, Richard, as you know, uh, me. Oh, uh, Sunday, me and my uh, cosplay group, the Heroes for Hope our local group here in Lima, Ohio, we were invited because we were invited to attend the Lima Symphony Orchestra's Superheroes and Villains show. Uh, they reached out to uh, Mark Bowker of Alter Ego. He got a hold of us. And me and some of my friends got to don our costumes. And we originally, Richard, thought well, we were just going to be out in the crowd like before and after the show, taking pictures with the kids. No, they were like, no, we got some stuff we would like you to do <laughs> on stage. And I don't know if there's any cosplayers out there. It's one thing to be in a group of people where everybody's doing their own thing. But when you've got 
hundreds of eyes on you. <laughs> yeah. But it was, we had such a fantastic time. I went as Doctor Strange. Now, I got lucky because they did do some Marvel songs, but nothing specific for Doctor Strange. Now, my friend Angie, Ginger Snaps Cosplay, she came as Wonder Woman. They did her theme song from the, the newer movie. So during that part of the song, they had her come out on stage and post <laughs> to the kids. Um, our friends Jared and uh, our friend Tony, they did Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. Oh, wow. And they did this little spiel where they did the, the Star Wars theme. And they had they had Anakin come out and wave the crowd and then... Jared came in from the opposite stage and they did the whole if you're not with me, you're against me. And like he chased after him. It was oh um cool two cool things is um so I went as Doctor Strange and our friend Adam Pettigrin Pettigen, he went as Star Lord. During the Marvel songs, they just asked us to just walk out on stage, you know, wave to the you know, wave to everybody. You know, we didn't have any dialogue or anything, you know, so we got to go back. Adam got two of the end all beat all greatest photos ever because at the end of the show, when all of us walked through and, you know, waved to the kids, they had us go out one at a time. I would have preferred all of us together, you know, but as Adam walked by, he stopped in front of the conductor, waved to everybody, and then in true Star-Lord fashion, pulls out his cell phone and gets a selfie of him with the orchestra and the conductor waving at him. <laughs> you know, I am going to high-resolution print. They were, they were phenomenal. It was, it was great. Um, and then I think I've told you, uh, the Heroes for Hope, enough of us have put together um, Ghostbuster costumes that we're also doing kind of like a branch of Heroes for Hope Ghostbusters. It's going to be me, uh, Kendra, Adam, Jared, Angie. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to Mark when we were talking about the... Uh, the Lima Symphony Orchestra thing. I was like, hey, you've done stuff with the local theater before. Can you put me in touch with like a man or something? I had the idea, and this, I'm, I'm happy, this is, was all me. I had the idea of like, well, maybe opening weekend, like, you know, Friday evening, just have us all in as a group in the lobby or, at, you know, depending on the weather, but in our Ghostbuster outfits, uh, in the lobby, taking pictures with people. And Mark was like, yeah, I've got his email address. I'll give him a call. And I kind of put it out of my mind. But just a couple days ago, Richard, as of us talking right now, he texted and he goes, Ghostbusters are a go. I talked to him. Oh, wow. He's excited for it. He goes, he hasn't gotten back with me the exact day or time. But I would, you know, we're, all of us are assuming why do it on a Thursday? You know, it's going to end up being a Friday or Saturday, and we're hoping it's going to be an evening show. So, yeah, um, 
the weekend that Ghostbusters uh, Frozen Empire comes out, if you're in Lima, Ohio, and you get a chance to go to the Regal Cinemas, we'll keep everybody updated. You're going to get a chance to get your picture taken with the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Side note to that, another project. I'm telling you, I was killing this week. With, another project I've been working on is... Richard, you've seen now. You can kind of tell. Uh, I was definitely Doctor Strange this last week, and for the people who can't see, um, I have a, a goatee. I'm letting it, my beard grow out. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it, you know. But I'm letting the beard grow out now. Before I shaved it, Richard, you've seen photos of uh, people at uh, Comic Cons that did um, the Force Ghost, right? You know, they've got the, the material. They look phenomenal. I saw online a picture of somebody that did something very similar for Egon Spangler to do a ghost Egon. <laughs> and I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, I want to do this. So I put together. <laughs> Boy, the people just listening are missing out on this awesomeness. I found the perfect gray wig. I Googled. I got a pair of Egon's round rim glasses. And because I have so many awesome cosplay friends, I found the material. Oh, Ooh, wow. actually, Dude, that looks really good in this light. Yeah, it does. He, he, he just put the mesh around him, people who can't see. Yes, I... I it's this material called, and this is because I tell a lot of bad jokes, but I have never been more proud of this coming joke than I have in my entire life. The material is called Tool, T-U-L-L-E. It's a very transparent, very shiny material. A lot of it's used in like prom dresses, you know, the stuff you see under, you know, the dresses, you know, stuff like that. T-U-L-L-E. So I went to my local fabric store. Dude, I'm I'm sorry for the people that are just listening. I am into the the man. I yeah. So here. Um so my friends gave me the uh the name of the material. I went to the local fabric store, and I mean first oh, like glasses. Um first out of the gate, I found it, and it was ridiculously cheap, Richard. Oh yeah. It was like six bucks for like Nine feet. That's good. Like so many yards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm telling you, Richard. The first time I put on, I've up, I've also updated my Ghostbuster suit. So my old tan suit, um, I'm making that my Egon. So I have Spangler, Richard. I'm not even clear because I I had a fuller beard, which when it gets real full, you see quite a bit of the gray in it. I put everything on, Richard. I put the tool over me, and I stepped in front of the mirror, Richard. And I'm not ashamed. I, I was, I, I was beside myself. But here's the joke, Richard. Again, the material is called tool, T-U-L-L-E. So when I found the material, the first thing I did was I texted our friend Angie, Ginger Snap Cosplay, and I told her there is no Dana, only tool. I'm sitting in the parking lot of the fabric store 
devastated that there was actually nobody around for what is my end-all, beat-all favorite joke of all time. So I put, I'm putting together the the Egon Spengler costume. And the other thing, too, is I don't know, Richard, if you've seen it. Maybe I'll share pictures when I'm done. I'm working on... Con- I don't want to say converting because everything I'm doing is temporary. Making my police car. Yeah, I saw those pictures. <laughs> Dude, I just got the rack today. Now, the problem is, is I can't really do anything with the rack because my car doesn't come with the crossbars. Which is silly because I'm like, how the hell did the, the cops put their, you know... But I was able to find, you know, aftermarket rails because, again, there are few times where the Internet really saves you. I'm a part of so many Ghostbuster fan pages that people were just like, here, this is what we use. This is what I use. They're temporary. You put the rails on, which go across the car. Then you put the rack on on top of it and you bolt it down. I'm like, chef's kiss. <laughs> Ordered everything at the same time, but of course the rack came before the rails. So I gingerly put the rack on top just to just to make myself giddy. I've got the rack that I'm going to build off of. I have a strobing green light, <laughs> and I decided to go with green because one, I know some of the laws in different states are iffy on the reds and the blues. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bother with it. Green fits my motif. I got the green light that will go on top of the car, which is beautiful. It, it, it will light up my entire neighborhood. I got two magnetic Ghostbuster logo signs that I can put on the side of the car. I got a small, it's probably about... 16 to 18 inches long scrolling LED light that I can program to say whatever I want. Right. So I can put Heroes for Hope or Who Are You Going to Call? Ghostbusters. And I found a website. I'm getting nothing from this, but I am going to give them a shout out. They're called Big Bubba Sirens. They sell different programmed sirens, but they also sell sirens that you can... <coughs> I saw that one coming. Sorry. Um, where you can download your own sound effect to it. So I downloaded the Ethmobile Siren and Richard just today. No. Just today. I also have every I had to buy a splitter to plug everything in because I'm I want everything temporary. So I didn't want to hardwire anything. I want to be able to take stuff off and you know <laughs> You're right. live a normal life. I just got that in today. So today was the very first day I was able to put the siren, the light, and the sign on my car and light everything up and, and run everything all at the same time. And I was just, I was flossing. I was thinking something, you know, you were saying you had the green and stuff. You ought to get like mm-hmm. a pull up Slimer and put as your passenger. How dare you, Richard? We're no, no, no. We are already in sync because that that is on the wish list. I any any cosplayer, it doesn't matter what, will tell you the exact same thing. The little stuff adds up real goddamn quick. Like the, 
The siren wasn't expensive. The light wasn't expensive. The scrolling light wasn't expensive. The rack. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit, you know. But all it, uh, yeah, that stuff added up really goddamn quick. So, <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. And the other thing I really want to do, Richard, you've been in my car because it is an old cop car. The dome light oh, switches yeah. between normal, normal light and the red light. I'm going to try to see if I can't replace that bulb with a green one. Oh, yeah, that'd work. That way you can, like, spotlight on people or something. Yeah. Yep. And the other thing that we are really trying to do now, I nobody has gotten back with me yet, Richard. We are really trying to get into the Lima Irish Parade this year. <laughs> now, we're not going to do Ghostbusters because we want to do the Heroes for Hope because we want to... I don't want to say advertise, but we want to put ourselves out there. But, you know, that's the other reason why I like the programmable light, because we're also looking to get magnetic signs that say here with our logo on them for the car. We've already, Richard, I, I, I emailed, messaged, left a voicemail with the people. I haven't heard anything back yet, but me and Kendra today, she sent me a link to, it was like, a, like five bucks. It was like a, a 50 pack of Ghostbuster stickers. <laughs> She's like, I ordered mine, and I'm like, five bucks. I was like, I ordered, I ordered like four packs of them. I'm like, <laughs> so fingers crossed, one way or another, those are gonna get handed out. So yeah, as of as of right now, I haven't heard anything back, but we're really hopeful for it. If it gets to the point where I gotta just fucking show up to the damn parade, we're gonna be in that parade. <laughs> I have bullshitted. Oh, I have BS'd my way into uh, bigger things than a damn parade. It's like, we don't have you on the list. Dude, you think we just showed up in costume? <laughs> Come on, who does that? So, yeah, I, I really, I was kind of proud of myself, Richard. I really made of uh, the, this week off of work. But something else, Richard, because I'm the king of segues. <laughs> something else i got to do during my time off this weekend was i got to watch marvels again it just released um this last week on disney plus right and i'm what's funny with me and richard were talking before the show is um me richard and our friend jared got to see it at the theater when it came out but that was kind of just before life kind of hit the snooze button on us doing podcasts. So we we never got a chance to do a review. So this feels kind of like redemption time, Richard. And it's okay for spoilers. I mean everybody's probably Yeah, dude, no. When it when it drops on Disney Plus, when it's been that no 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 we're it, we're spoiled. I just have already. to clarify for anybody who hasn't seen it, yes. click on Disney Plus and watch it. <laughs> and the funny thing is Richard, I know we're not going to get into it, but I know that movie got a lot of slack from quote unquote critics. And I I will say the same thing I said when we left that movie theater. They can all suck an egg because I absolutely love that movie. Well, it, it was it had its back back against the wall to start with, or arm tied behind its back, because they couldn't do uh, publicity. This writer strike right. was going on. You yep. know, I mean, it was just finishing up and they were they were like tied behind and stuff like that. So right there, you know, they couldn't do the marketing the way they should have done the marketing. 
and it, you know, other yeah. stuff like that just really hurt it, you know. And then, yeah. then of course, you know, the fanboys don't like Brie Larson, but me, you know. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't mean it to sound like that. Odd. Well, I mean, I do, but no, I, you know, you've said it before, like when Captain Marvel came out, Captain Marvel is one of those comic books where I did read the comic book, you know, and I thought she was great. I, I think she's a great Captain Marvel. I, man, I, I really, I, I enjoyed it more the second time. I really did, Richard. I enjoyed it more the second time than I did the first time. Because I think the first time, like with any movie, you're like, oh, 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 look at that. No. Look at that Easter egg. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, it did remind me, though, Richard, after watching it, I... Secret Invasion is not canon for me anymore. Screw that, because, man, Secret Invasion screwed up so much, and it just felt like Marvel's... Let's say fixed it, but... Especially when it came to Nick Fury. Yeah, I'm not sure even how this... Is Secret Invasion after this? I want to say it is, because... When Secret Invasion came out, now, Secret Invasion, I don't know the reasoning, it, what it was, but Secret Invasion, correct me if I'm wrong, Richard, came out before Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it made no sense because, like, oh, we've got all these people, or we've got all these scrolls um, outcast on Earth, you know. Yeah, it seemed like it was like a refresh, but when Captain Marvel came out, we had that scenario happening back then, remember? They were refereed. Yeah. refugees yeah refugees in the cosmic sense from the korean stuff but it's like it happened twice because you know in the movie itself the, you know the marvels their yeah. secondary home gets blown up yes and it didn't no, it no. didn't make sense to me you know because if no. they were if they were like out here wandering space but they had this home yep because that was only certain members of the creed could live i mean scrolls could live there no, and then after you, after they did, they really screwed up putting release. They really screwed up releasing Secret Invasion after Marvel because if they'd have done it in order, it would have made sense. Yes, Carol went off, and she did what she said she was going to do. She did. Secret Invasion made it felt like she failed. Right. It made it feel like she failed because, like, I couldn't find a place for all these people, and we're like. Bro, it's a big goddamn universe. There's got to be one class M planet, you know, Star Trek. <laughs> uh, but when you watch Marvels and you realize, no, she did what she was set out to do. She found them a home world. But the uh, Annihilator, the, the new uh, Destroyer, you know, blew up that world. Yeah, well, so like, it, yeah, it the, yeah. And it, it was one of those things where we don't have time to go look for another planet. So she calls Valkyrie. And, of course, Valkyrie is, you know, kicking in as mirror on uh, new Asgard on Earth. So it made sense. Yeah. But, but they, so, they, they all wound up in Russia somehow. So <laughs> I have a – it's like any kind of – I mean, not even science fiction, any kind of refugee scenario where 
yes, they all landed here, but I guarantee you there were factions. Oh, yeah. You know, and it really, there was more to it. How many did they really save? See, that's what I don't understand. That is what I don't understand. That's another reason why Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion dropped the ball. Because they were able to save a handful, a, a handful of refugees. But then all of a sudden we find out on Secret Invasion there were millions of them. Right. So were they already coming in? I yeah, I can't understand none of that because a lot of that is really wibbly wobbly. <laughs> Which again, it's bad storytelling on Secret Invasion's part because I get it. Not all of the not all of the scrolls were on the refugee world yet. You know, they were still finding people. Like, Here's our home base. This is where we'll live. Let me go find more of them. Yeah. It's going to take time because they were scattered throughout. It's a big, it's a big damn universe. Yeah. Pr probably a couple of them was stranded on a planet looking like cows or something. <laughs> okay. Again. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's comic book history. Yeah. Go, go read the early Fantastic Four. <laughs> Just look. Just Google scroll cow and it will no, that is literally because I think I did that once before with that is literally all you need. <laughs> so again, secret invasion and the other thing that bothered me was the way again, I'm 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 ragging on secret invasion. I wasn't the biggest fan of secret invasion. I wasn't a big fan of how it was written. Okay. I did not like how they handled Nick Fury. Yeah, they were kind of like trying to phase him out or something, you know. It felt like it. It really did. It felt like it. But uh, no, again, we're going back to Marvels. That Nick Fury is the Nick that that was Nick Fury. <laughs> that was Nick Fury. I I just the that was Samuel L. Jackson channel. That was Nick Fury channeling his inner Samuel L. Jackson. Because one of my favorite little parts, I was able to rewind because it it I almost spit up my soda when we watched it at the theater. Which it was when Nick Fury and Kamala Khan's family are in the the, the escape shuttle going back to Earth, and Kamala's brothers praying. And Nick Fury goes, are you praying? Well, don't stop. We need all the help we can get. Oh, <laughs> that was a You know me, Richard. I love a well-crafted joke. And damn it, that was solid. Well, don't stop. We need all the help we can get. No, I had to rewind that one. That, to me, that was Nick Fury. That was... Yeah, I, I just thought the whole movie had just the right balance of action, venture, and a little bit of comedy thrown in. Yeah. And, and it was because, it was a little – a lot of people thought it was a little too much family, you know, but I, I really enjoyed it that way. So did I. And the thing – no, it was what it was – it was what it was supposed to be. It was about family because you had the interaction with Carol and Monica. Right. And then – Kamala Khan 
I, I, I will jump in front of a bullet for Kamala Khan. I love, I love the actress and I love her character. Her character, Richard, is, I don't care what the fanboys say, Kamala Khan is all of us. She is, the, she is the fanboy in the Marvel universe. <laughs> because I would have done the same. I, I can't say I would have acted any differently. Yeah, my my uh, my little favorite part about the fanfic stuff when they was on the planet with the singing. Is she goes, "How many are you going to get out of this?" And without even looking at her, she just like so many. <laughs> You know, I did. That's the fan fiction in her, you know. <laughs> and I really liked they showed respect to the character. I really liked at the very beginning when they were focusing on Kamala that they hearkened back to her series when they showed the animation around her. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that. And it was very, it was not overdone. It was then and there in that moment of the movie. And that was it. It wasn't, you know, overdone. It was, it was for her, and I, I absolutely, I, I adored it. Yeah, it made sense. And, and then when um, uh, Carol Danvers' character uh, like popped in her closet. Oh my God! Can you seriously? Can you imagine <laughs> leaping into the the bedroom or whatever of a complete stranger, but your biggest fan? <laughs> Oh. See, another another thing about it, Richard, where I think it was very well written was the interaction with Carol, Monica, and Kamala when they were on Carol's ship, learning how to use their powers back and forth. Oh, yeah, so they could, like, yeah. Smart. Yeah. That was a legitimately smart thing to do. A little time-consuming, but... <laughs> I loved it. No, I yeah. loved it. No, no, no. I meant in reality of the series. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't... No, no, no. You're absolutely right. It wasn't something like, hey, we just picked it up. No, 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 no. Jump for... Oh, my... And it was a great... God, I hate sounding like this. It was great team-building exercises. Is what it was. <laughs> No, I love that entire scene. That was, oh, I did. I, I here, here's my thing, Richard. Here's how much I like the movie. It's free on Disney Plus. When it comes out on on 4K, I'm buying it. Yeah, that's like next week. It comes out, isn't it, on Blu-ray? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't care. We can go into Richard. They we can do an entire episode. We've We've almost done it before about the whole digital versus hard copy. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. And I, if I like a movie, I, I'm going to, I'm going to buy that one. It is going to be on my shelf. Mostly because I, God, I can't wait to see the special features for that one. <laughs> Dude, there, I can almost imagine them having two gag reels. One that's a general gag reel in bloopers and one that's just come on <laughs> because you know she had so much fun well we know this i watched the interviews and everything oh yeah that girl was living the dream dude and it was so funny like during the limited press stuff you know they actually had they went out and saw the movie together and stuff there was yes. around about with that that was pretty cool oh. 
But it, it, uh, the other thing I, I adored was Kamala Khan's family. They were not. They were not background characters. They oh. were supporting characters. Every scene with them in it, I absolutely love. I love the Khan family. Yeah, especially that whole battle sequence in their living room. <laughs> oh, dude. As a as a person of a certain age who is a homeowner, I don't care. Even if you're a homeowner or you just rent, dude, that scene. You know, you 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 show the Avengers tearing up New York. Oh, that that sucks. But you watch somebody tearing up your house. It's like, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, the oh the roof. Not the oh, roof. the hole in the yeah, not the roof. <laughs> That was oh. crazy. Them looking up like that. <laughs> it was when you, no, and that was so subtle too. Is because you heard the airplane, Richard. Oh yeah, <laughs> you heard the airplane. And you see Kamala just look up. It's just like. Thing <laughs> <laughs> I have with the movie, Richard, and this is. It's it's so cosmetic. Was. When you have a movie where you get these characters introduced and they have their costumes and then they get new costumes, the new costumes are supposed to be cooler than the old costumes. When Kamala and Carol came out in their new costumes, I was just like, no, it's it's backwards. No, get the especially with especially Kamala's hers look like. That was a great costume. And then they throw her like just like primary basic red white you know it was just you know good lord i i feel so bad for my friend kendra because she she cosplays captain marvel that woman's had more different costumes than any of the mcu characters <laughs> ant-man a close second and i know that one for fact. i take it back captain america he had different but like dude Yeah, I I don't know. It's just they. I think the movies, the Marvel movies, have trouble with that because they don't know to be original or stay true to the comic books. Yeah, very. Yeah, at least that's how I always looked at it throughout the whole time frame. You know, because they want to make it practical, you want to say, but yet they want to keep it grounded in the comic book a little bit. They are inspired. Yeah. By yeah, the comic yeah. I mean, especially of all of them, Kamala's the one whose power set was changed the most. Like her powers aren't even vaguely. Um, right. Yeah. It's almost like a whole other character. But the thing about it is, though, I agree with you, but it, it still worked, though. Yeah, it does. I, I didn't say it didn't work. It's just. Yeah. yeah. People sometimes don't understand because they don't really read the comics of some moviegoers and stuff, so they don't really understand right, what right, we're right, talking right. about, or vice versa, you know. So, yeah, and it wasn't like, no, it worked, and it worked especially well. I, I truly believe they planned it. It ex worked especially well with uh, Monica and Carol. It was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. And I I was 
again, Easter egg that really tickles the fanboys, the one that really got me was they'd always refer to in, in Ms. Marvel as her gauntlet as a bangle. Bangle, yeah. Don't get, that was great. But it wasn't until the, the second one was introduced when Carol said these two words that just made me explode and made everything make more sense, Richard, was when she said, those look like quantum bands. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I know everybody, you know, I was at the, you know, oh, quantum, everything's quantum, quantum, the quantum, no, 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 no. We're going, I don't want to say old school Marvel, but I was still with the Quasar. Yeah. And Quasar got the quantum bank from the old Captain Marvel. Because remember, Richard? Well, well, technically, Quasar was even way before that because that was actually Marvel Boy. Marvel Boy, thank you. No, 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 you're right. You're, no, 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 that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. remember, yeah. The, the act, to activate him, he had to clang them together. Well, that was Captain Marvel. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're, 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 um, Marvel Boy was a character from the 50s. And then they they reintroduced him in Fantastic Four, and that's where the cosmic bands or the the not the bands that was Captain Marvel. Cosmic bands were Captain Marvel. Him and Rick uh, was had those, and they were they could change places in the universe. That's kind of what they took that idea where all three of them would interchange. That came from the comic book setting there, and then Marvel Boy became part of Project. Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah. Ah, ah, yeah. See. yeah. So that was where that came from. And then, but see, original the original one actually like blew up in the issue of um, Captain or in Fantastic Four when they brought the original one back that was part of the original Avengers from the 50s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just like explained the whole Marvel, but they, they did have a timeline built up around that, you know. But now in the movies, it kind of makes more sense the way they're doing it because. Exactly. Because uh, Quasar was one of my favorite comics back in like the nineties. Wendell Vaughn, man, <laughs> um, they he, I hated this. He got now Quasar did. I'm not, you know, I'm not going into the history, but he got kind of slapped with the. Oh, he's just Marvel's version of Green Lantern. Oh yeah, I did remember that time. Because, Quasar's powers were hard, light, much like Green Lantern. Right. Based. He could make constructs. He could use energy blasts. His were yellow, which was, you know, I remember having, you know, a conversation in the comic book store, which is like, they just did that. Like a smack in the face of DC. Like, oh, he's, Green Lantern's vulnerable against yellow. And this is way before the yellow spectrum, you know, so... But no, when they say quantum bands and they showed her clanging them, I'm just like, that that was for me. <laughs> that one was strictly for me in the entire me and you, you because you knew what was going on, but nobody else in that theater gave two Fs about <laughs> the word quantum bands. And singing it, I was like, Thank you, Marvel. Thank you. <laughs> so no, it made complete sense. And I'm really excited because now she has bo- she has both of them. No, they split them up. Carol Danvers has one and she has one. 
Oh, that's right. Because it was okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it was too powerful for one person to have them. Right. But no, no, she did use them. Yeah, she time. she used them into the movie to do yeah. that part to fix the rip in the universe, and yes. then that weird ending. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say weird. It was. It was one of those ones where you're, I really they really well. I blame them not having much marketing, but that one took most of us by surprise. Yeah, because it's it was almost like, now are we really going to get all this, or is this just something happening, or what's going on? Because, like, when Marvel was building the first, you know, pre-in-game, um, the mm -hmm. ending meant something that was coming ahead. Mm -hmm. And then after Endgame, they're not as powerful endings. They're kind of just throw away. Yeah, you know, even kind of like, like Captain America. So yeah, stay to the end of the movie. You know, it was yeah, yeah, and that's what I thought. This I go, is this really going to set us up so we have an adventure when they go look for her in this universe, and then we have the X Men? I mean, I mean, that's the fanboy dream, but. I don't think that's what they have planned, you know. I I don't either, because I I was reading something Richard just just a few days ago of a lot of Marvel's lackluster cliffhanger didn't go anywhere post credit scenes. Right, and you're watching like yeah they didn't do nothing with this. Yeah, they completely ignored that. Well, well, the only one they actually followed up on was the Ant Man, the the third Ant Man. You know that was yeah. Loki, the uh, season two. So yeah. at, least, at least that did foretell something. But <laughs> even yeah, but even that one kind of bit him in the ass. You know? <laughs> We're gonna make this one mean something. Six months later, shit. <laughs> Uh, but no, I did. I I enjoyed it so so much. Um, the interact just I, the cast was great. Um, the only thing, and it harkens back. Richard was is I understand they were all devastated that Monica was gone because it was a very nice moment when they showed the two aliens that she was working with close on. Uh, up in Scepter or Saber, you know, being very forlorn and they're packing up her stuff. Dude, she, she's not dead. Right. We know she's not dead. Yeah. So why why were they acting? I mean, I get it. For as far as they're concerned, like we don't have, you know, uh, multiversal. But she's not dead. Right. As far as they, they, they know, that's what it is. You know, she's trapped yeah. in this world and they're, they almost kind of like gave up on the character. Already. That's the whole thing. The whole ending wasn't like a new beginning. It was almost like they just gave up. Like they wrote her off. Yeah. But I don't know. Are we actually going to get X-Men? I mean, because, you know, Deadpool 3 comes out this year. At least we'll be able to see what they're going to do. You know, and that might just be a whole quantum mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sorry if they're going to do all this time or um, 
multi, or, you know, multiverse traveling or whatever, you know, I don't know. It just feels like, is people going to understand what's really going on? Well, I think the other problem too is, is that they were already headed for, like you said, a mess. But then on top of that already mess, everything that was going on with Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, it, yeah. There, there, there is a good leak came out this week. Um, what's his name from Tenet might be taking the, the part. Idris Alba? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I mean, there was a leak that, that they actually had um, approached him, and he was in the process of maybe – doing it no he's phenomenal i oh my god i that would actually make a lot of sense and might propel this into maybe cleaning this whole multiverse mess up you know (laughs) and i know we've talked about this ad nauseum but fingers crossed just just keep going just nothing happened pretend just don't give us this like, oh, there was a glitch when Loki blew up the thing and now he looks different. No, no, no. Just no, just don't even it's it's like the bewitch. Don't just don't even worry about it, you know. Yeah, just just son, just go with it, you know. And it's not the first time, you know, even even in other properties, they've done this before, you know. Just well, that's what they're doing in Thunderbolts, you know. Uh, Harrison Fort is coming in as you know the um ross character you know yeah so you know it's like yeah we we totally understand i mean look at what happened to roadie in iron man (laughs) that is it exactly right there with look there is absolutely no reason it's like one it it's like in law school richard here's the precedent (laughs) it can be done yeah it was proven and using the scientific method, Richard, just because something worked one time doesn't mean it's a thing. But we got him in multiple movies, and guess what? It worked. So scientifically proven, you can replace an actor without bringing it up, and it works. James Bond. How many freaking James Bonds oh, is there? <laughs> I mean, I love James Bond's movies, but oh, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it just you just got to keep moving. You know, you got to go forward. <laughs> just don't rely on the past, you know. Yeah. And, and don't throw the character away. I mean, I before everything happened, was very in, invested in that idea, you know. I I was all for that storyline. I know like we talked about this when our our, our uh, review of the, you know, Quanta, um, Quantumania, you know, we talked about how there was so many kangs and how this war could be approaching and stuff and then Whatever happened, Loki too. Season two, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's still a little confusing, you know. Even for me, I'm like, now did we fix things or did we make things worse? <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking of quantum mania, the whole, you know, it's just like, well, I love that ending. I, I, after I, after I watched Marvels, I just went right back into quantum mania to watch it again. Scott, that's what another reason I love Scott Lang so much as a character because at the very end when he's walking down the street and it dawns on him, well, he said he was going to stop them from coming and that the end was coming. Oh God, did I just doom the world? Nah, it'll be all right. 
you know, which was not out of character for him. That is how he would have reacted. So, yeah, I mean, we've, it's there. And I, I think for them, there's been a lot of talk, too, of them completely dismissing the Kang thing. And, like, Doctor Doom has been a... Uh, yeah, well, what's his name is going to be Reed Richards now. So what's going to yeah. happen? You know, we're going to get a good Fantastic Four. Which is, which, is, which is great. But don't do a disservice to the fans and completely sideshow all this stuff that, you know, you've been leading up to so far. Right. Yeah, I mean, we just – we know there was problems. That's done. Let's just keep going forward. Yeah, it, it's not like they were already a year and a half into filming with him. Right. Yeah, that's one kind of good thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not Back to the Future, you know. You can't just replace... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can replace an actor three-quarters of the way through the movie. <laughs> uh, boy, that was a deep cut for people that don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Back to the Future, Eric Stoltz. Google it. Um, it oh, and no. Here's the other thing, Richard. Um uh, not just Monica being in the uh, X-Men universe. Kamala recruiting Kate Bishop. Oh yeah. <laughs> nope. You you don't do don't you dare drop that. Don't don't you dare let that slide. I want the young Avenger because I love too when she drops it. She goes, Did you know Ant Man has a daughter? Come on, man. <laughs> I I, I I really want mostly because I really want to see them too because I really think that Kate and Kamala are going to have fantastic chemistry. Yeah. And Casey when they when they bring I think the three of them I'm assuming if they do the Young Avengers route there, there's going to be more. I would love to see Isaiah's uh, grandson from uh, Captain America. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't give me. I, I don't want it to just be them three, but I'm already saying we've got the foundation already, and it, I can see the three of them having fantastic chemistry, characters and actors. Right. Yeah, I, I think you know that can go that way, and you know, and I know it's animated, but you also have like Moon Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur as pro as part of the universe now, and the season two just dropped, and. I'm loving season two just as almost as much as the first season, you know. So good. I I know it's supposed to be like for kids, but there's some fun jokes and stuff in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those shows, Richard, that falls under the movie category where this is a show for children. And then all I hear about are adults who are watching this show and coming away with their lives changed. You know, it's it's just fun. I think it's just so fun to watch. You know, you go in yeah. it, and I know it's not earth shattering or whatever, but it's just fun to watch her yeah. solve problems. You know, I mean, the whole thing with the Beyonder at the beginning was just <laughs> <funny>. yeah. <laughs> oh. 
So, you know, there, there's a lot of young characters, and I think Marvel needs to go back to being younger again, you know, and yes. not just reinvent itself. I know, yeah, you could pull Robert Downey Jr. from another multiverse and be younger or whatever. You know, I don't want that. You know, I just no, don't. I don't either. I don't want the Avengers. Or I know Fantastic Four is going to be the next step, you know, and we're going to have this, like, secret yeah. wars type thing. I mean, is it going to be a true changing everything and get rid of the multiverse, like, crisis, you know? <laughs> I have a side note about crisis, which I will get to when when we're done. Don't let me forget. Okay. okay. Um, it's, here's here's how the tone has shifted, Richard. Years ago, when we were still at like the the height, like pre Infinity War, we were all like, "Oh my God, what what are they going to do?" Right. You know what I mean? The tone yeah. is shifted. And not in a great way. No, I, I don't even think they knew what they were doing. <laughs> and then, of no. course, COVID hit the world, too. So they were really hindered. Yeah. You know, there was a bunch of production. I mean, WandaVision was the first out the gate, you know, because yep. they were the furthest along the production and stuff. And nothing, I think, came out in the right orders. We, we had talked about that on several episodes. Yeah. Know? So I think that all hurt Marvel in the long run. And I think now they're just trying to go back and try to, what do you want to say, fix themselves or something? Well, we just mentioned earlier, Richard, they're still dealing with that problem. Look at Marvel's and in, in, uh, Secret Invasion. Right. That really bit them in the ass, you know. Yeah, it almost like it didn't make sense, but, you know. And then, you know, them kind of writing, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., series out of canon but yet it's still part of canon another multiverse and yeah. then and then even next wednesday is going to get really wobbly too you know madam web part of sony's marvel universe you see this is the only this is the only time where dc has had kind of like i don't want to say an advantage but did something better was hey Here's the Batman. It's its own thing. Yeah. Enjoy. Marvel hasn't quite grasped that yet. You don't have to make everything intertwined. Look, Venom. Yeah. Well, that was Sony, so. <laughs> but, but, you know, you see what I'm saying yeah. now. You know, and they could have left it as it was, but at the end of uh, No Way Home. Right. You know, they brought him. And then a little piece of Venom drops off. So there's a piece of Venom in the MCU, whichever universe that was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the one thing that Marvel has a hard time coping with. It's just let it be its own thing. Yeah, I've always said just tell good stories. Remember, I've always yeah. that's always been my motto. Just tell good stories. And I am hearing so many weird wackadoo rumors and theories about what's going to actually happen in madam web that the only my biggest beef with it is though and it's not against the actress herself but man madam web i'm sorry but when i think of madam web i think of the arthur i think of betty white you know you know what i'm talking about yeah. I, it's one of the few times my mind harkens back to Sp spider-man the animated series Oh, <laughs> that's bad. Well, 
<laughs> the old white-haired chick in the chair, you know. Yeah. Well, that's where she progresses towards, I guess. I think it's the same one, but just early. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Deadpool 3. So that's supposed to solve everything, so. <laughs> Dude, I... Uh, hurry, because even that one, it, it, it's, it's peaking and waning, where it's just like, so excited, so excited, and it's just like you're looking at your watch, like um, any 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 day now. <laughs> you know, don't make me oh, lose any. Yeah, and then you know, um, now with the street level Marvel, you know, universe almost picking up now, and with the total revamp of Daredevil. <laughs> yes, and did you hear? Again, we'll pro I'll probably be bitten in the ass six months from now. But one of the other main theories and rumors for like the upcoming Spider-Man movies is he is going to be a part of that ground level. Right. And all King the Pin, and Kingpin, you know. Yes. He is going to be ground he is going to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man on some faraway distant planet. <laughs> I I just hope that really does tie into all that you know because you know and bring back some more of that netflix universe you know and relaunch iron fist or whatever you know yeah but you know it's all what it is except one one good thing that we gotta look forward that's outside of marvel is bad batch is coming back in a couple of weeks dude i'm so excited for bad Batch. i do have to bring that up because they just released that little clip today that looked really sweet <laughs> looks so oh that looked so good and 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 the other star Wars announcement i know this is off the wall but the 25th anniversary um rescreening of phantom menace I, yeah. I, I know a lot of people really knocks that but if he was a lima person i know you didn't have a chance to do it but remember the opening night in line? You didn't, you weren't there the opening night, right? I was there. I was okay, in that line. Because that was like the future site of the present day UVN. We were all there, but we didn't know each other. It was really crazy. Yep. Because I literally was in line with um, David and Peanut. And I didn't even know them. They were so crazy. And if I remember correctly, I was in line with Eric Peppel. Yeah, yeah, you was a little bit ahead of us, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You was a little bit closer to the door. And then then, then all the radio stations showed up. <laughs> Richard, that was the only that was the only time I have ever I can ever remember seeing a line to a movie that long. Now for those people that don't know that weren't from, you know, Lyme, Ohio, the old Regal Cinemas used to be back by, by the railroad tracks on cable by cable road that line was halfway to harry's hideaway richard i remember that it was almost there because pete d-boy and me was right at the end of the sidewalk that's where we were yep because i like i said i didn't even know these guys you know we're standing in, and and we're, we're talking and they became this is how uvn formed this is like a preview of uvn and we were all there you know and like I said, radio station after radio station just kept coming in with their trucks and stuff. And none of this was planned. It was just, nope. it was just like Woodstock of Star Wars and Lima. It really was. <laughs> it really, I will say that, say what you will about the movie, but man, that experience was. 
I, I won't forget that one. No, I remember that line. Until, until, until we got in and we saw Jar Jar Banks. But that's okay. <laughs> and and speaking of Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace is also responsible for me. Kind of probably saved me money. I I kind of stopped buying Star Wars memorabilia <laughs> after that. Because remember, they they... In hindsight, they were really smart about it because I think they knew what they had on their hands. But remember, it was like a week before the movie was put out when they were dumping action figures. At Toys R Us. Remember they had At a Midnight Toys R Us. release? Because I will never forget, Richard, I, I have forgotten my own name before, but I will never forget this name because it's just like, I got a Rick Olick figure. He <laughs> looks amazing. It says here he flies the starship. Five minutes. Hey, everybody, onto my silver starship. Whee! That was it. <laughs> oh. At least, at, least, at least none of us got Jar Jar Binks tattoos before the movie. <laughs> you, you, you use the Force, Duke, because... And I'm like, if he doesn't do it, I'm going to go there. <laughs> go join the dark side. The dark side. <laughs> Fanboys. Yeah. Which... Oh, that is an underrated masterpiece. Anyone who is a, even a casual fan of Star Wars does, needs to watch that movie. Yeah, I got to see a, a release of that with actually the uh, some of the directors and stuff that was that down in Columbus. Because mm -hmm. um, Josh was there from Alder, used to work at Alder Ego. A bunch of those guys went down. We all saw that. You know, this is a coincidence. We all showed up at the same time, but but no but, but back to the star wars thing i mean i almost wouldn't mind seeing this again in the movie theater i'm gonna be honest with you richard i'll go i'll go i i i would i just because i have the weirdest feeling richard because you know 90 percent of the 95 percent of the people who are going to go are people like us it's going to be like the rocky horror picture show dude. I, I hope it's the version with the new grass. That's all I care about. <laughs> the new grass. <laughs> Honest, I saw the three D version <laughs> of it, and it had the new. That was the first time they had the new grass in the three D version, and the three D <laughs> version looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, I seriously that 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 Naboo with the grass in the the re release when they cleaned it up, it looked yeah. so much better than that first night. <laughs> It was almost like going from VHS straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> is the quality that uh, yeah I yeah. And, and the thing was that was technically the first digital movie. <gasps> You're right. Um, it wasn't the first all movie shot on digital because they literally shot it on film. Yeah, and then they digitized the film and then produced the movie all digitally after mm -hmm. they scanned the negatives. Because Rodriguez's movie uh, "Once Upon a Time in Mexico" was the very first movie ever shot on digital. But but this movie was the first time they actually incorporated full digital effects. I mean, not to do the effects and transfer them back to film and release it as film. This was right. the first one that was actually done full digitally. You know, because like not not like Terminator or the Abyss and all that stuff that came up to this movie so technically this was it changed the standards of movies you know mm -hmm. or no no it was shot on digital and then transferred to film that's what it was yeah. right 
yeah, uh, that's know, because because yeah. Eris films or cameras were used. Yeah, that's right. I probably said that backwards. I'm a little backwards today. It's <laughs> been crazy at, at work today with the newspaper. I was doing all my my postings and there the network server kept going down where we used to host our websites. So I lost yep. a whole hour of production time today. But that's one of them things. But no, I think we we've covered most of the stuff we wanted to. There is one thing I want to add real quick, Richard. Okay. It goes back. It, it goes back to the conversation we had about if I really enjoy something, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the 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 the, the new animated one, right? Not buying that hunk of crap, dude. That sucked again. The opinions, the opinions expressed by Michael are not solely or solely Michael's and not UVN's. But no, my 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 first thing was this is like when I heard about it, it was like it's coming to digital. I'm like I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna buy it. It's it's a DC animated. I'm gonna buy it. And then not too long, well, it was during this last week when I was off. I'm like, screw it. It's I can rent it. Let me rent it, and then I'll turn around and buy it. Oh, I am so glad I rented that one first. You want to talk about an incoherent mess? There, there, there was a um, a making of real on the disc that kind of explains how this all came about. Oh, crisis! Yeah, um, they were making all those movies, the newer versions, you know, because they kind of got away. They, you know, remember when it kind of changed directions with the movies? Yeah, it's like um, Supergirl and the Legion, and yeah. and the War Planet ones, and the Superman stuff like that. Okay, all these were supposed to tie together. You were supposed to see all of those going into this crisis, and like the Batman, uh, this what was it? The whatever the Batman one that just came out. These were all designed to get you up to crisis, and they were making a new crisis is what they were doing. That new crisis I watched that part one as far as I'm it didn't have it didn't have nothing to do with all those Richard I didn't see anything well technically it did because they showed where they brought him in on the making of because because mm. like a Harpinger is actually Supergirl and all that yes you know and then then they literally showed how the future disappears you know I mean it, basically what they did they just rewrote Crisis the way they wanted to do it. And it failed uh, again. My opinion. If you if you loved it, we would love to hear. Argue with me, uh, people <laughs> listening and or watching. If you liked it, tell me why you liked it. I will respect your opinion. My opinion: it was a big steamy hunk of just. Now, is there three episodes or just the two movies? I think it's just two. Okay, because. Because I got confused in the documentary, they were talking about a third one, but I didn't think it was supposed to be a third one. So maybe they changed their course after they started production on it or something. I, I don't know, but hearing that there's a documentary about that is is kind of reminds me of the idea that there's a documentary behind Spider-Man Three. <laughs> when you go back and you listen to that commentary, they were so proud of that movie. <laughs> I don't think any of them had watched it yet. No, I did. I was so disappointed. Now, I I did watch War World. Okay, 
that was phenomenal. I loved that. That was great. Right. But yeah, it, it, it that was like a little confusing too. But I think you know, um, uh, I think we're we're, we're actually both. <laughs> we have a fan just and uh, asked us if we are comic book collectors or fans, and we're both technically, right, Mike? Yeah, you see those boxes right there. That is about twenty boxes of comic books. So yeah, no, 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 we're both. And, and and both of us, both both. I don't know this uh, uh, viewer is watching us on on um, uh, Twitch. We're on Twitch. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me get my game controller out. I didn't know we were on. <laughs> but but no, um, yeah. Both of us have been collecting for a long time. I know I've been collecting for a long time, and I can vouch for Mike. I know he's been like reading, collecting for a long time too. Yeah. What help? Your casual fanboy wouldn't have been able to give the explanation about uh, uh, Marvel Boy, but he was. I don't think he was watching then. So, oh, okay. No, yeah, I. I think the other reason why Richard, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I held this up to a certain. I did. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say I held that up to a certain standard because I know what DC's animated is capable of. Their, their animated has almost consistently been better than the the DCEU. You know, that was the one thing you could you could rely on DC for was an outstanding animated movie. Between that and knowing, you know, what we know about the actual crisis and even what we, the crisis that they did on um, the Arrowverse, Masterpiece. That that was incoherent. That was I just did not I, I did not enjoy it. No. Yeah, like I said, it, it was what it is. I think they were trying to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So nope, that was that was my final hot take. <laughs> that what the kids still say. My lit that was that was my lit commentary, fam. <laughs> the CCW's version was a little, little better. <laughs> Dude, see, that's what I meant by the Arrowverse. That was, oh no, I'm, I, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch that in a heartbeat. But, yeah, we, like I said, we've been collecting for a long time. Uh, he was asking a question, what we actually collect. I have a, um, I go for some Silver Age stuff, and mm -hmm. Mike goes for Silver Age. I've got some Golden Age stuff too. So, we we've been collecting, like I said, for quite a long time. Yeah, and I'm. My taste has been pretty consistent, but still very. You know, I'm DC Marvel, but then still a lot of, especially the last six, seven years, a lot more of the independent stuff, you know. Well, especially for us, Richard, because we have so many friends that do great independent books. Right. Yeah. We, we really support the uh, local highest scene. So, yeah. Oh, real quick. Rick, I know we're running over time, but I, I got to mention this really quick. Um, the dynamite comic stuff, the uh, the stuff they're doing with GI Joe and the 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 reboot. I'm going to call it a reboot. The reboot of Transformers and GI Joe and in crossing those two universes. Right, dude, so good. <laughs> now here was the thing. I um, 
I got Transformers, and my first thought was, "Is okay, another reboot?" No, it is, dude. This is this was Transformer. This was this was not a Hasbro uh, sponsored Transformers. <laughs> Spoiler if you haven't read it yet. But in one of the the, I think it might have even been the first or maybe second issue. Starscream is one of the first Decepticons woke up. Dude, he grabbed a squishy little human and he crushed him. And then I love what they're doing with G.I. Joe because they're making it kind of obvious that they're going to do crossovers. With, they're going to be within the same universe. I picked up, Richard, uh, Cobra Commander issue one. That was a good book. I really liked the way because it it harkened back to G.I. Joe the movie with, you know, spoilers, you know, with uh, Globulus, you know, the, the idea of the underground snake world. It still builds off of that, but very well done. Yeah, um, yeah, I modern day stuff, you know, a little bit of everything. I know he was saying that he's did a little bit of silver and bronze and stuff like that. So it, it's good. I mean, we we've been around for the while, and like I said, we try to cover what we can, try to cover the local scene. So you know, yeah. it, was, it was good. And thanks for for watching. I know we're past our time limit, so this is what happens, Richard, when I take my glasses off. <laughs> Holy smoke! Dude, I know you've done a good show. <laughs> you guys gotta understand, like before the before we started airing, we're just like, okay, well, we're gonna talk about Marvel. Oh man, and we, <laughs> no, we yeah. So, uh, great place to wrap this up, Richard. Um, Richard, for uh, for our fan out there um, who responded to you, uh, where can anyone watching or listening find all of our stuff? You can find our whole video archive at um, UVN plus. That's UVN.PLUS. Um, we have the whole category of all our stuff from the last, geez, we've been almost 25 years. <laughs> yeah. We, we started in 2002. So everything we've ever filmed, there's a link to the video. Uh, most stuff's all on YouTube now and stuff. So you can find it all there. And you can also there find all our links to all our socials and interact with, interact with us on those places. <laughs> Richard, it was great talking to you. Um, on behalf of Richard and myself, Michael, thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, we hope to see everybody at a comic book store or a convention real soon. Richard, if you would kindly please press the button. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 